What's up, everyone, to the sixth episode of Down to the Minute podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Max Williams. And boys, we've been gone for a couple of weeks, right? We didn't we didn't have a show last week. Uh, I kind of felt a little bad about it because I wanted to have a show. I thought it'd be great. Uh, we're back, man. Listen, we're going to catch everything up because there was a lot of things that happened, man, in the sports world. So first, though, I'm going to introduce what's my other co-host today. Obviously, my boy Ayers. Ayers, how you doing? I'm good, Max. Excited to be back. You know, we've had a long drought, but, you know, life happens, and no matter what, we're here to talk about sports, so let's do it. Absolutely. And my other co-host, back, back to it again, is my man James Russell. James, how you doing? Doing great. It's great to be back. A lot of news to cover. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. We're going right into it. So, yes, we were not here for the last week, and guess what? The men's and women's NCAA championships, man, they were they were going on while we were there, and it was very excited. So, uh, real quick, I mean, obviously – UConn won the men's championship on the men's side, and then LSU won on the women's side. So, Ayers, I'm going to get to you, man. Just kind of what were your thoughts about both championships for both men's and women's real quick? Okay, for the women's side, I honestly think this was the most exciting college basketball I've seen for both men and <laughs> women's in quite a while. You know, I think Kaylin Clark, Angel Reese, LSU – both and Iowa, they've put women's basketball on the map and made it much more exciting. You know, I'm excited for the future to see what stars such as Caitlin Clark, Paige Beckers get to do for the women's basketball. For men's side, you know, I'm going to be honest, it was a little bit of a sleeper. Like, I don't think anyone predicted to see a championship between UConn and San Diego State. It was kind of the most boring basketball I've seen in a while, but, you know, Congrats to UConn. One of my friends, John Scrolley, he's a very big UConn fan, so congrats to him because had he told me early in the season UConn would win the championships, I would have thought he was insane. So, No, I think UConn, I mean, UConn was the most consistent team in the whole men's tournament. I mean, they kept beating teams, guys, ready for this, by 20 points each game. I mean, they beat Gonzaga by 20 points, a team that was one of the top teams in the whole nation, 82 to like 54. And now they just beat San Diego State, what was a 73 to 59, and Granted, Grayers, I agree with you too. LSU Iowa game that got over a million viewers watching that national championship game for women's basketball. That is great to see for the women's game and, and women's sports in general. I think that's great to see like them building up as a whole. And man, Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, uh, how about uh, Alexis Morris too? She was great as well for LSU. So I think that very interesting. The win NBA draft was actually last night too. Alexis Morris believe went to I don't know if it was the fever I don't remember I have to look on the draft not really talking about that at a moment but great two national championship games and James man I'm just going to go real quick what were your thoughts about both of them great mm-hmm. games UConn I thought was going to win and they did uh, I thought it was going to be Princeton to, to win I thought they're going to come out as the underdogs their defense is amazing but I guess not this time um Angel Reese Caitlin Clark I believe I, I agree with you guys this is great for women's sports uh, what you see on the men's side a lot is a lot of rivalries, and I think this rivalry right here is what will really pick up. And honestly, we're going to finally see some great ball from the women's side. Uh, LSU wins, not a shocker. LSU wins everything. UConn winning, and not a shocker either. I thought their defense was great and all season long, and they got the victory. Yeah, I mean, real quick before we move on to NBA playoffs, right? I mean, everyone was getting on the whole Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese stuff with the whole, you know, you can't see me, John Cena stuff, right? No, I'm just, you know, it's just true, right? Everyone was getting on that, and everyone thought, oh, my gosh, when Angel Reese did it, it's like there was something wrong. And then, obviously, you know, Caitlin Clark, it was the same situation as well. Listen, they're both competitors. 
I'm going to say that real quick. They are both competitors. They're competing in women's basketball, and they want to win games. Like, they want to win games. They want to change what they do, and I have no problem with what they did. Some people thought it was because of race that people were getting at. Some people thought it was because of other stuff. Uh, listen, you can go either. If you want to, I don't want anyone to talk about that because, again, that is another level, another topic for another day. So, But that just shows the competitive nature of women's basketball, and I want to see how that grows as we go into the future because Caitlin Clark, guys, she's coming back for another year. So that's huge for Iowa as they go into the season. And, man, for UConn, I think they're going to be one of the new blue bloods in college basketball. Like, I think they are one of the blue bloods in college basketball. I think they played Kansas. They just popped up for the new schedule for men's basketball in the Big East, Big 12 um, battle. That's going to be a big game to watch in December 1st. Can't wait to see that when the new college basketball season happens. But, you know, that's all past, right? Now we're going into new NBA playoffs, guys, right? Listen, it's starting right now. Literally, as we speak, there is a play-in game going on between the Atlanta Hawks and the Miami Heat. And right now, again... This is the 7-8 matchup, so whoever wins this game will play the number two seed on the side. So looking at it, we're looking at the bracket right now here. Let me pull this up. Right now, Boston will play the winner of whoever wins tonight, and then Memphis will play the Lakers or Timberwolves matchup later at 9 o'clock. So, man, those are going to be 7-8 matchups. The 9-10 matchups for, uh, looks like, for the play-in tournament. The New Orleans Pelicans, Oklahoma City Thunder, and then we have the Toronto Raptors and then Chicago Bulls. So, man... Let's just go into the play-in tournament first, then we'll give our thoughts as a whole. Like, who do you think out of the play-in tournament airs is going to be a team to watch going in these NBA playoffs? For me, <clears throat> I have to go Miami Heat. You know, I am a guy I do not bet against Jimmy Butler or any team that Jimmy Butler is on. He is a guy that he turns it on when the playoffs happen pretty much, you know. You know, he's taken the Heat to the finals and they've lost, but he left everything out there, so... Jimmy Butler, he is kind of the X factor for the Heat being able to go all the way. That is my pick for who I think would be the most dangerous out of the play-in tournament as of now. Yeah, I mean, playoff Jimmy Butler, right, is just a whole nother level. I mean, how he plays, and the Miami Heat, they got a lot of players from that team that made a run last year. Bam Adebayo is a player. Like, he can play, he can move around kind of a big, they can even shoot the three ball as well. I think that's huge for the Miami Heat. For me, though, I'm saying the Lakers. If the Lakers can play to their standard of level, and we know LeBron James is LeBron James, right? If he plays like LeBron James, Anthony Davis plays like Anthony Davis, I think they can give the Memphis Grizzlies problems because Grizzlies don't have everybody healthy on their roster. Now, John Morant is back. I mean, after the whole incident we talked about earlier in the year, he is back on the team. And listen, Jaron Jackson can play too. I think he's another guy to watch out for as we go on, but... <laughs> yeah, Michigan State pro prodigy for sure. The Lakers are just a built team. And I think the Timberwolves, I don't know about them. They're kind of an on and off team the entire year. Um, looking at it in the East, I, like I agree with you, Ayers, I think it would, would be Miami. I don't know about the Raptors and the Bulls. I really don't. I think that matchup is just whoever wins, hope survives, and they're going to probably lose the next round. I just don't I just don't see it. And me and Kruk, because you know Kruk's a big Chicago Bulls fan, I had to tell him this. I'm like, Listen, man, the Bulls are not – they're not there. They're not at the prime time when Michael Jordan was there. They're not even close to what their level was. It's just not going to happen. Um, I mean, the Oklahoma City Thunder-New Orleans Pelicans game, that's a little intriguing to me because Shea Gilgis-Alexander can play. Like, that guy scores 33.4 points a game. That guy can damn ball. And, like, you know, New Orleans Pelicans, they got a lot of other great players as well. So I think the Lakers are probably the most threading team I would pick out of the play-in. Miami would be second, and I – I could see Oklahoma City Thunder beating New Orleans. I could see it. 
It's just, I don't know, New Orleans is a good team, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Thunder wins. So Zion Williams <clears throat> list. So he yeah, uh, he's he's not gonna be available, exactly. I don't think. New that's Orleans a is not that's standing. yeah, that's that's a big loss for the Pelicans for sure. So uh let's see. James, man, what do you got, man, for NBA talk? <clears throat> Honestly, I see the Celtics going far. My my pick first for the Western was uh, the Grizzlies going far, but like you said, they have some injured players, and they, I, that's just only going to go well. I don't see it for the Bucks. They're whenever they win, they win against the team against teams that are you know under fifty wins. It's 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 not impressive to me. It's an impressive stat because I'm not an athlete myself, so it is impressive from my stand, uh, standpoint. But for their standpoint, not impressive enough to get my vote. Celtics are going to take it, um, and I want to make a point. Uh, I said last week that I believe the Suns will make it to the playoffs, and they are now number four. Mm-hmm. I'm a prediction <clears throat> guy, and I think the Suns could be an underdog, but <clears throat> I don't think they'll exactly make the championship game. My pick for that is probably the Nuggets or the Kings, but I can't exactly make Ooh. a prediction on that. Nah, hey. That's, <clears throat> it, it's hard because those teams are, are really good right now. So with those teams, I would have to see them face each other to really be able to make my pick. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we got some time to talk more NBA talk here. So intriguing matchup, guys. It can be on the East or it can be on the West, right? What is the most intriguing matchup to you guys here in these as we start NBA playoffs time? James, I'm going to start with you. <clears throat> For the East, I mean, the Heat, I, I'm looking at the Heat right now. I, I can't. So say you're nothing. saying the Heat and Celtics, that's what you're going to pick? Heat and Celtics. Yes, I okay. See, I don't know, because the, the Heat, they barely uh, came in. But like you guys said, Jimmy Butler is a playoff uh, player, and the whole team is a playoff team. And I didn't know if the Heat was going to make it, but if the Heat was going to make it, maybe in the regular season they're, they're okay. I agree that they will be a major, uh, a major impact to this uh, playoff run. What about you, Ayers? Well, yeah, my number one would definitely be Heat Celtics, you know. As I said, I'm a huge Jimmy Butler fan, so I love seeing what he does in the playoffs, especially with his defense. You know, he is an extremely great defender, which is what Miami needs to get past Boston. But, you know, also, I'm a guy I'm going to be rooting against Boston. You know, you seeing what happened when we went to Houston. <laughs> yeah, it's and true. I, the upset. <laughs> I might have to secretly call an upset over Boston, but, you know, it might not happen. But my number two matchup, I don't want to completely count Chicago out. I'm not a huge Chicago guy by any standard, but I respect what DeMar DeRozan does, and I am a huge fan of – oh, man, I can't even think of number eight name for the Bulls right now. Well, they got Zach Levine there. Zach Levine, Zach Levine, yeah, Levine yeah. I, I respect <clears throat> Zach Levine's game. So I think the Miami – I mean, not the Miami, but the Chicago, Chicago Bulls game yeah. will be interesting as well. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, they got some style of players, right? Chicago Bulls, I mean, they got talent with their players around – for me, you guys didn't mention this. I like I'm gonna go both in the West. I like this Kings Warriors matchup, man. I don't know. This okay. matchup to me is just an intriguing matchup because the Warriors, they've been downplayed the entire year. I mean, they are I mean, when I say horrible on the road, they are one of the worst teams on the road when they travel. And on home they're like, what, like thirty and I don't know, even more, probably fifty or something. I don't I can't check out the record, but man, they're just great at home. But the Kings, man, I don't know. There's just something about going on in Sacramento. I mean, De'Aaron Fox is turning his level of play into a whole nother ball game. Malik Monk is playing another standard as well on their team. And I, I always, everyone talks about big men. Like you talk about Nikola Jokic, you talk about other players. To me, DeBontis Sabonis 
is one of the most underrated big men in the entire NBA. How he plays, how he passes the ball, he's like the good big man that you want in the NBA in today's NBA, which is perfect for shooting, getting point, getting players out on the three-point line. I'm going to say the Kings are going to win this series of the Warriors, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors win. This is going to go to seven games, I think. This is going to be a good series because the Warriors, if they play like the Warriors they do, they're going to be a team you can't watch. I mean, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, you know when they're healthy, they're going to be one of the best three-point shooters in the entire NBA. Um, I'm going to say in the East, another one you guys had mentioned, the Cavaliers-Knicks game is an intriguing one too. That 4-5 matchup, I like it because, again, another team that people are sleeping on is the Cavaliers. How they're playing, I mean, Donovan Mitchell can play. Like, Donovan Mitchell, I thought he was not treated well when he was at the Utah Jazz at all. And I think Jared Allen can play very well, too, with the Cavaliers. And then for the Knicks, listen, and I already know Kruk knows this. I'm actually a big Knicks. I don't know. I like the Knicks. I've always liked the Knicks in the history. I like the Knicks organization, right? I don't like some of the moves the Knicks have done over the years, but listen— Getting R.J. Barrett the company that he needed, right? But Jalen Brunson has turned that area around in New York to what he is. I mean, I think he's perfect for New York. R.J. Barrett can play. Randall can play as well. I can see, man, this that's a back-and-forth matchup to me. I, I'm going to pick the Cavs right now. But, again, the Knicks are a good team. I think the Cavs are going to win. I think they're more talented as well for this squad. I mean, you mentioned the Suns real quick against the Clippers. Um, that matchup's intriguing to me, too, because what Kevin Durant are you going to be get during the playoffs? Because if Kevin Durant is healthy and he's the way you want him to be, he is the star player for that team, and they might go far. But also Devin Booker's got to step up, too. Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden um, have to be big-time players, not just Kevin Durant. And the Clippers, listen, we talked about a Russell Westbrook getting away from the Lakers, right? I think he's way better fitted there for the Clippers, and I think also – He's just way – having Paul George and other players as well on their team is just huge for them. So that that series can go either way. I'm going to pick the Suns in that one. But, again, very it could go either way with that series too. So, man, I, I know we love NBA talk, but we're going to go into the Masters, man. Listen, these guys don't know golf talk as much as I do, so I'm going to go right into it. Man, this Masters tournament, I mean, for golf – that <laughs> it was it was delayed so many times in that in that tournament. I mean, the weather was not treating the players very well. I mean, there were guys. You ready for this? There were trees falling down on the golf course. I'm being serious. This is a true story. There were big time trees because the storms were so bad that there were they had to delay play for the next day because they can't even get the big tree out of there. I mean, those winds were just going crazy. And man, listen. I, I don't know what to say because, listen, John Rahm was down by four shots against Brooks Kepka, and Brooks Kepka was up in the third round, and then he just fell apart in the fourth round. Like, he was not himself. John Rahm came in. And a lot of people, me and Kruk were talking about this too on Crunch Time, the difference between what's happening between Live Golf and the PGA Tour. Well, the, and if you guys don't know what that is, PGA Tour is the main score for golf, right? You see a lot of golfers that do that stuff. Live Golf is another league they build up. That's Saudi Arabian made, guys. That is true. It is real true. And it's from that area. And they did it because they thought they couldn't get the money they paid for later on. So, for example, if a player gets, like, what, minus five, minus four, and they're not getting the money that they deserve from the PGA, they're still getting about 100000 or about still $200,000, $20,000 if they get, like, 20th or 25th place. 
in the live golf. So they're more getting it for the money perspective while PGA is getting it more for the competition perspective. And I was liking that at least five of the players in the top 10, Phil Mickelson, that's still doing well. Get up for Phil Mickelson. He's doing awesome. Brooks Kepka and then Patrick Reed all in the live golf area, right? All finished in the top 10 of the masters and they're in live. So what is that telling you is that's telling you is that you're looking at it at both sides where it's just like they're changing it up, right? They're changing it up with how they do things. And I think it's going to be interesting to watch how that develops as we go on. And I really, I mean, John Rahm, I think, is going to still be a big-time player. I mean, Rory McIlroy I still love as well. And, I mean, I'll give quick thoughts to you guys about anything else. But I want to talk first about Tiger Woods. I know you're going to get there, Ayers. I know you're going to get there. I'm seeing your face. What is your thoughts about Tiger Woods and the oh, whole situation? I'm be like, you know, I'm not going to act like I watch too much golf, but, you know, Tiger Woods is always the number one player I've always paid attention to mm, when it comes yep. to golf. I'm going to be honest. The fact that he got injured, bro, is wild to me. Like, my, my brain was like, how do you get injured in golf? Like, I didn't even think that was feasible for real. So, it, it's crazy to me because, like, you don't really ever see or hear about golf injuries happening. And I'm like, that is a very unique circumstance to happen especially considering tiger woods is one of the best golfers to ever exist oh so yeah it's like mm-hmm. yeah that's that's all i have to say i mean to his defense though tiger woods has gone through a lot of surgeries and stuff in the past i mean he's gone through back surgeries he's gone by anything else i mean i think one time he got i believe he got hit by a car one time and it didn't really work it's true i think good. yeah it was it was a car accident and it really kind of messed him up um overall and i mean thing about tiger is man is that how long is it going to develop for him? How many years does he think he's going to go? Because Phil Mickelson's at the same age as Tiger, and Phil just got second place, like I just mentioned, in the Masters. So, like, that's telling you right there how much longer do you think Tiger can go? I'll start with you, James, and see if you wanted to go with this. How much longer do you think Tiger Woods should go, in your opinion, playing golf? I mean, it's golf. It's not that physical of, you know, you're not getting tackled. You're not getting hit. But if you get in a car wreck and it really messes you up, that does put a toll on your body no matter what sport you play. Especially when you're playing golf, you're using your hips a lot. And that can affect it pretty well. He can go as long as he wants, but I don't know. Maybe five years like Tom Brady did. I mean... (laughs) If Tom Brady went went a long time, I think Tiger Woods had a long time. I I think he's got to find a way to get through that back surgery. Ayers, just real quick, what about you? Uh, I personally think maybe two two years or less, you know. It's just, it's obvious, like, you know, if he's succumbing to all these injuries, his body is under an extreme extreme amount of stress. Basically, you know, that car accident, you know, I remember seeing it on the news a few years ago when it did happen. That was a very horrific car accident, you know. So, like, his injuries, you know, his body is just much more susceptible to being injured, and he just needs to call it a career. You've made hundreds of millions of dollars. You're comfortable enough to be able to live for the rest of your life. You know, if you want to watch golf or be involved with golf in – Maybe in an administrative way, go for it. But in terms of playing career, you know, unless you're just trying to play for fun out with your family or something, that's different. But playing it competitively, I say within the next two years, it's time to call it a career. Yeah, real quick before we go to our one-minute takes, I'm just going to say this, right? When I, when I think of golf, you guys said it right, too. It's not like the physicality of it. For Tiger, it's not really about swinging the golf club. 
is about him walking on the golf course. You think about it too. You walk on a golf course, you're going on a par five. That's a long walk for a walk for a golfer. And like sometimes that's going to hurt, especially with the back and the lower stuff. That's probably what's hurting Tiger more as he goes on. So obviously wish Tiger luck and hopefully he gets a speedy recovery with ever what happens. I mean, as long as he can go. So obviously we love talking about golf, but man, I think we love talking about our one minute takes for sure as well. And, man, we're going to go, as we usually do, um, we're trying to get close to a minute. We're trying to get, a, get the clarifications right, just so we all know what's happening. You have to be at least close to a minute. It's not how fast you go, how close you get to the time. So I'm going to start with James and go to Ayers, and then I'm going to end it off. So, James, your one-minute take starts now. <clears throat> I'm going to go with the Ravens. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson recently recruited OBJ to Baltimore. This is huge because Lamar Jackson was one to get traded Maybe they keep Lamar Jackson. Maybe they still uh, draft Anthony Richardson. But honestly, if they keep Lamar Jackson, they won't need him. If they draft Anthony Richardson, this can be a Favre-Rogers connection. And then the Ravens can figure out what they do uh, with Lamar. But this brings a lot for Lamar Jackson because now he has OBJ, Rashad Bateman, uh, Devin DuVernay, Nelson Aguilar, and Andy Isabel, along with Mark Andrews, Patrick Ricard, and uh, J.K. Dobbins. It's not a bad, uh, it's not a bad uh, team to have around you, and plus the defense is pretty solid. Honestly, what I see for the Ravens when it comes to the draft this year, uh, their needs would be uh, offense and defensive tackle, uh, possibly a re- another receiver and cornerback. And that is my one-minute take. Man, hey, uh, he was around, what was it, uh, 56, 56 seconds? seconds? Yeah, so, not you, you best, know, but... not your best, but, you know, you got – I mean, you're trying to get your point very quick across. Yeah. I mean, Ayers, do you got any more side comments about what uh, James said? Um, you know, it's kind of hard because, you know, I feel like the Ravens, they finally started making the correct moves when it's basically too late. Like, <laughs> Lamar is kind of like, I'm over y'all. Like, yeah, y'all got the franchise tag on him. You got to hope yeah. he doesn't get traded <laughs> at the draft or he chooses not to, like, sit out. I'm just like, you know, you finally making these investments. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not really a huge fan of paying Odell up to 18 million, especially while he's in his 30s as a wide receiver who just came fresh off for surgery. Don't get me wrong, I don't think he had to accept the low ball of four million dollars, but my ideal range to have paid him would have been around 10, maybe 11 million max, and then he could possibly get you know a few bonuses um, based off his own performance, you know, a couple of incentives. So it's like, you know. Hopefully OBJ comes to play because, you know, he was kind of at the point where he's like, you know, I just I don't want to play regular season. I just want to be on a playoff team that can lift me to winning a Super Bowl yep. ring. And I was like, he's about to be back for another regular season. So hopefully his body is able to treat him well. You know, those last two ACL injuries he suffered, you know, hopefully he has one healthy season and, you know, he performed well. He gets another contract. Well, yeah. I, I want to make another point with this and it. Won't be accounted with my one-minute take, but Lamar Jackson won the MVP in 2019 with the running back Mark Andrews as his best receiver. Think about that. He had the most yards, 800 yards. Along with that, uh, wide receiver Marquise Brown had 584 yards that year, being the most uh, yards for the rece- uh, for a receiver uh, in Baltimore, along mm-hmm. with uh, Hayden Hurst, 349 yards tight end. That is the third best for yards receiving yards in that team and he still won mvp if if the baltimore ravens can keep their injuries under control 
this going to be a huge year for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with, I think, Lamar. It's just going to happen with what's going to happen with Lamar with the news with Odell Beckham. I think that's, that's going to be a key to keep an eye on as we watch because I think for OBJ, right, I think he really went there for the money situation that was there. I think he went there for he wanted to get money that he wanted, and he wanted to be on a team that was going to win. So we'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, Ayers, your one-minute take starts now. Okay, so with Detroit, for the most part this offseason, I have been very pleased with a lot of the moves the Lions have cho- chose to make. You know, I think our secondary was our biggest concern last season, and I think they did a great job addressing that, bringing in C.J. Gardner-Johnson. You know, they stole one of my Steelers with Cam Sutton. But, you know, a move that I am not happy about that literally just happened is the Falcons have giving the Lions a fifth-round pick for Jeff Okuda. I'm sorry, Detroit, but that is a straight-up L. You do not give a third-year corner who was just the third overall pick up for a fifth-rounder. I would have understood if you had given a third-round pick for him. Now, granted, he's been injured, but I think him going to Atlanta to possibly revive his career with him playing alongside A.J. Terrell, who has been one of the best corners in the game as of now so let's see what they do wow shattered wow look at that that is perfect now i got see i still gotta go up and i'll see if i can beat that um yeah that's true no but listen i i'll go real quick before i get into my one minute take right i think for the falcons i think the whole nfc south and rebuild i really do i think the whole nfc south carolina is going to try to get a quarterback and they're trying to build off from them uh, the Saints are trying to build off with getting Derek Carr and getting other players for that for themselves. Already, the Buccaneers are getting Baker Mayfield, which you know I already got my thoughts about Baker Mayfield. I don't want to even get to that conversation. Um, you know, and the Falcons, I think they don't know what their direction is either. Right? They can go either way with how they believe and stuff. So, very interesting to see what's going to happen with the Falcons uh, and all of that. But my one minute take starts now. And man, listen. I'm the Rudy Gobert thing, man, the punch situation. Listen, I, I don't know. Some players, listen, you got to have context of what you do. You're going to miss the last game of the regular season, and he's over there trying to punch one of his teammates, Kyle Anderson, man, during a timeout situation in the last game of the season. Rudy Gobert, you are a star player. Personally, this is probably what changed me when I talked about NBA playoffs, right, with the Timberwolves. If he was there, Rudy Gobert, they have a chance to beat the Lakers, possibly tonight. I don't know what's going to happen if he's not going to be there to help out. So that's a huge loss for them. And, again, players, you've got to understand context and time. You can't do that kind of stuff. Not going to work. And, man, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with the Timberwolves. I don't know what's going to happen with them and their organization. I don't know what's going to be with everybody else. I think that they should do is suspend them for a period of time in the playoffs, then see what happens as they go on. That's what I believe they should do with Rudy Gobert as we go into playoff time. And Ayers won the championship. I got to about 58.88. Man, I was a little bit early because I was probably excited about that. But, man, I mean, what do you guys – I don't know. I just – when you see that, man, I I just – I don't know. Like – That's weird. Um, By the way, I don't even know if I deserve the championship around my waist. (laughs) Y'all been beating me all week. Uh, No, it's an interesting take. I mean, it's it's, it's weird to see. There's not really much – Well, it's just – it's – no, it's just – Players get emotional about stuff, and then when they realize it, they don't get in the mindset of what they want to like do. It's a, just well, like Devontae <clears throat> Adams. 
right? No, that's that's that is a valid point. Yeah. I mean, Devontae so, Adams he pushed the cameraman whenever when I do remember when that. My yeah. Chiefs won the uh, the game against the Raiders. I believe like I always say, I, like you always say, my Chiefs. I oh, like that. My Chiefs. I got the tattoo. I got tattoo. It's true. If uh, if we did have like Cameron in there, James does have a Kansas City <laughs> tattoo on. Looks very cool. Man, I got the hat, the shirt, the the posters, all of that, man. Man, he is the Kansas City man here around. So, all right, guys. I know we had fun with the one-minute takes, but we're going to move on here to MLB standings. Listen, it's still early in the season, right? And looking at this stuff, right now in the AL Central, the Cleveland Guardians lead, are in the lead with 7-4 and four record. The Twins right now are at 6-4. and four. The only undefeated team left in MLB is the Tampa Bay Rays. They're at 10-0 and 0 right now. The New York Yankees are 6-4. and four. The Toronto Blue Jays are 6-4. and four. Uh, The Texas Rangers Angels, I mean, the Texas Rangers are 6-4. and four. The LA Angels are 5-5. Five and five. The Astros, the last year World Series champions, are 5-6. and six. So not the start they want to have right now for their campaign. Meanwhile, in the NL Central, the Milwaukee Brewers right now are in the lead 7-3 and three, with the Pittsburgh Pirates right now at 6-4. and four. Uh, The Atlanta Braves are at 7-4 and four right now. The Mets, 6-5. and five. The Phillies, the team that were representing the NL last season at 4-6. and six. And then Arizona, man, they are in the lead of the NL West. I mean, I've always talked about this with the Dodgers and Padres. They're both at 6-5. and five. It's still way early in the season. You know MLB's got 163 games, so we could be talking about that for a while. But I'll say this, man. I don't know what's going to happen with the Dodgers or Padres. Those are teams you usually expect to represent, like, the NL as a whole. The, the Dodgers, they got bats, but they're pitching right now. That's usually their staple. They're not the same. Like, they are not the same. I mean, they don't got the people that is helping them out right now. I don't know what's going to be the case for the Dodgers and for the Padres, man, listen, I've liked talking about the Padres. I mean, they got Fernando Tatis. You got Manny Machado there. You got other players as well. But they're right now on and off at the moment, too. I don't know what team you're going to get. Granted, listen, we still got a lot of games left. We can talk about this forever. But, I mean, one quick team I'm going to mention right now, Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, 10-0 and right now. And the only undefeated team left. That's actually only happened, I believe it was a couple years uh 20 or something years back when there was an undefeated team back from the regular season that started off 10 and 0 and then got into championship contention. If the Rays can keep competing like they are, I mean the Yankees are the team we all expect to have a chance in the AL in the AL East. But right now the Yankees, I mean, I don't know about them and their pitching as well. They're kind of on and off at two. I mean, we know about Aaron Judge and we know about Giancarlo Stanton, how those two are big time players for the Yankees, but they're not being the consistency that you want. And the Rays, what they have is they got great balance with pitching and they got great balance with um, batting as well. And believe it or not, they're actually up 3 to nothing right now, boys, over the Boston Red Sox at the moment. So how about that? So, and yes, looking at it, I mean, the Yankees did beat the Guardians 10-2. to Yes, that is a big win for the Yankees. So, But it's just, again, way early in the season. We don't know what's going to happen. As you can see, my guys are so excited about MLB Talk. They were, they were very excited. You can see my boy Ayers is like, let's go, man. I'm ready to talk about the last topic. Uh, we're going to get there, though. We still got one more thing until we get to the last topic, though. And we're doing great with time and everything else. Uh, so we're going to talk about Aval Athletics, man. I mean, granted, listen, there's a lot of things happening around Aval Athletics, just baseball and softball. Uh, dance did get um, representation, though. And, yeah, representation. They got a ring, too, for the dance team. Speaking of rings, we just got our rings today from uh, for football. 
Uh, Ayers is still trying to wait to get his, though. He's going to get it what years yeah. tomorrow. Isn't you know, that right? Alumni. You know, <laughs> I, I'm just like, you know, yeah, alumni, we get our rings tomorrow. So, you know, uh, I'll definitely be busting in once I get my rings. Man, bro. No, it feels good. I mean, I'll say this real quick, right? I've I've honestly been blessed to have a chance to have two rings on two rings what I've been through right I mean the one first ring I got was during my freshman year it was during COVID season it was tough to go through that entire year trying to grind through working in the damn spring working in like snow <laughs> going through all that I mean it was tough to kind of um, process but man it's really good and honored to have that and I know Ayers is excited about that too so Man, and we're excited to have those rings. And dance team, congrats to you for getting another ring too as well, winning in the national championships down in Orlando, Florida, which was awesome. So, And baseball and softball, man, we're going to get into those here. As we know, those are really the only sports happening on Avila campus right now. And don't worry, I know some people have told me we want to get baseball, softball players on the podcast. We will get them on the podcast soon. I know some people have been talking to me about that. So we will get them on as soon as we know and we can when they're free. Uh, but for the moment right now, baseball right now, they – are right now 18 to 22 as they lost today to Ottawa 13 to 3 boys and listen I was on that call today and I I got to tell you this right the consistency with the baseball team is not the same as you go on they're not they're not pitching the same they're not batting all the way the same and that's been a key and I think you can talk to the coach and they said this is when they show up they're one of the best teams out in the KCAC when they don't show up they're not one of the best teams and when you don't got Kurt Trotter, right? Kurt Trotter, one of the top hitters on the team, Landon Bailey, Jack Verdon, when those guys don't get enough hits for you on your team, it's not going to help out any stat-wise. And that's kind of been the key inconsistency that the baseball team's trying to go through at the moment. And right now they're 9-14 and 14 guys in the KCAC standings. And remember, the top eight, I believe, it, believe it's top, no, top six for baseball, top eights for softball, make the KCAC playoffs. Avila right now, looking at it, is at, let's see, they're at right now eight, the nine spot right now. That's a problem. You know what I'm saying? They need to find a way because the other team that's in the sixth spot at the moment is 13 and nine. We're nine and 13. But basically, if you flip the switch, we're right there in that contention spot. So they got to find a way to win these next couple of games. And I hope they do because they got the stats. But softball, man, listen, they are competing right now at a good level. They're right now in a good spot in. The standings at the moment. They're 23 and 14, 10 and 4 in KCAC play, which is awesome. They're 8 and 2 at home, 6 and 7 on the road, so struggling. But if you can be 500 on the road in softball, that's a win. Um, So right now they're at the moment. And I mean, Brooke Bellflower, one of the top hitters on the team, is doing very well. Chelsea Kurtz leads the team in stolen bases, does an outstanding job. Um, So that's going to be a big key. And obviously, Peyton Walter, one of the top pitchers on the softball team. She is great pitching, obviously pitching obviously in the strike zone, pitches a lot of pitches outside as well. And, man, that's obviously going to be a, to watch what they do later in the season. So I know I always talk about athletics and I took most of the show, but you guys got any other thoughts for baseball and softball you want to talk about? I mean, just finish out, man. You know, this has been a year of come up for Avila <clears throat> Athletics, especially on the women's side. So, you know, we hoping that both baseball and softball make a strong push into the tournament, you know. Baseball, they just got to get back on their feet. You know, they still have some yep. games left this season. Just finish out strong and hope that you do enough to be able to at least make the six seed and make the KCAC tournament. Well, I'll tell you with this. Um, of course, it's Coach Carpenter's first year as a head coach for the team. But I've even talked to guys like uh, Paxson Andrade, who he doesn't even know what's going on. And for and that's not me trying to criticize him at all. He's a really good player, He's been he's, and he's really nice on campus. 
Um, but when you have a guy like him who, tell, you know, says things like that, or you know, he, he's just he, you know, a, a, a player that you know admits that there's a wishy-washy issue, that's not great for your team. And I see a lot of changes. I see on the on the field. I see a lot of you yeah. know, like what you're saying, batting such uh, changes, a lot of pitching changes. But it, it's 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 really rocky. And the, and I think there's been a lot of defense, more yeah. defensive issues than there has offensive issues. I think everything revolves around the defense when it comes to even like changing the positions around, because you're trying to figure it out. It's your first year as a, as a coach. Um, you're trying to rebuild from last year. It's a weird, it's a weird situation they're in. Mm -hmm. But it's not working. So why one change? Why it, change or, it? Why change it? But why keep it the same pace? You can change it, but why change it to make it worse? And I, I believe that's what the baseball yeah. team's doing. Well, probably what Paxton's getting at, and I probably heard about it too, is Austin Reams is not on the baseball team anymore. That is a true fact what happened. That's what I heard about it. And he was one of the players that was there. And me and Ayers kind of heard about Austin Reams. He used to play football before and everything else. It just hasn't been the connection that with Austin Reams that they had in the past. And that's – you know, a player like that, I mean, you, you you got to have players that are all together. That's the key. When a player is not all together on a team, it's not going to work. And Austin Reams was not that type of player. So baseball team decided to let him go, and it's been a problem. So they're just trying to regroup as a team in that regard for that. So, man, even though we like talking about Avila baseball, man, I mean, obviously hope they can get back on the right track. My man Ayers got the fun topic for us tonight. So, Ayers, man, I'm going to let you explain. What are we talking about? All right, so <laughs> we're going to be discussing if you could have any super – power what would it be and why and granted you only get to pick one superpower oh so we can only pick one is that what it yeah. is <laughs> so you got to think long and hard about what oh it would man be. i will say wow. you can pick an alternative if your first option didn't work out oh you can pick an alternative okay mm -hmm. so if if basically your options like hey it doesn't work out to what you want man i mean there's a there's a lot i guess you want me to start off is that what we're doing all right so I mean, uh, I've always there's there's a lot of different ones for okay. I'm look I'm just looking through right. I've always been a person that likes like sci-fi stuff, right? Sci-fi related things. If I had a chance to time travel back to somewhere in time, I would like to do that as a superpower. I'm being serious, right? Because I mean, there's a lot of things you can go back in history. You can like change up in history. Like I would love to see us like. I mean, there was one time someone tried to do something about. Stopping Abe Lincoln's assassination was back at, <laughs> at the Gettysburg Theater, right? Stop that in history. You could talk about uh, the Declaration of Independence back in that time. Uh, you can go with a lot of other different things. But, I mean, that's a good one. I mean, man, I only got one. I mean, there's a lot you can mention. That's the thing. I'm going to hear what you guys say, and maybe I'll give another alternative option, like Ayers said beforehand. So, James, I guess I'll let you go, then Ayers will finish off. It's hard to choose between telekinesis and teleportation, but I think I'm going to have to go with teleportation with that one. I would and love to be able to move objects, objects, but there is so much going on in this world, especially for me, uh, being a college student, being in a relationship, having a job, uh, having car issues as it is. I, it's so hard to, one, find time, and two, find the money to be able to keep driving the places, be able to support a car, support other things, man, I just want to teleport. And even if, like, I don't go to, like, school, if I don't go to, you know, my, my relationship partner's uh, house, if I don't go to work, like, I want to go to, like, Ireland. I want to go to New York. I want to go 
all around the world, you know, and I think that will help me uh, in, a, in the long run. What about you, Ayers? For me, my toss-up would be between invisibility and teleportation. Now, for me, you know, <laughs> teleportation is definitely more of, yeah, definitely, I hate driving, you know, good driver, but hate driving. That kills time. I can go anywhere across the world when I want to, but I would probably put invisibility over that. Just because, you know, sometimes I just want to go to events for free. You know, we live in a capitalistic society where <laughs> hey, that's so almost everything you do costs money. Yeah. I'm about to go invisible. You know, some days, you know, my family, I might go home. You know, they might come over and want to speak. I might not feel like looking at them, so I might go invisible so they can't say anything to me. You know, I want to go to the fair, but the fair costs $50. I get the same money by going in there invisible and enjoying the free rides, the free food. So... Yeah, invisibility would definitely be my number one. And then my alternative would have to be teleportation. Now, my teleportation one would be iffy if they offer me the ability to fly, but I'm scared of heights, so teleportation would probably Damn. be my strong <clears throat> B.I. You're scared, you scared of heights, huh, Ayers? Yes, Damn. I'm not a fan. Man, good thing, good thing we didn't go down to Houston, go anywhere like top, like any big buildings or anything. I, I've been to the uh, skyscraper in Chicago. I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's like the tallest building. To, nah, no, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. but like, <clears throat> otherwise, yeah, I'm definitely going visible. I'm, get I'm going another <laughs> one. I'm, I'm going another one, and this one's a little bit more like serious, but a lot of people talk about it. The idea of immortality, man. If I was immortal, man, and did not die, bro. Listen, that's, this, is a, this is a real skill. Like, you can do this as a real skill. Like, if you had a chance or you had multiple lives in your life, bro, and you didn't have to find a way to unfortunately die for yourself, I mean, I would love that. I would love to live out my life and see what's going on with that. But at the same time, I feel like I don't want anything, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want anything weird to happen. At the same time, I'll take well, it. Go ahead, Aaron. For Are, me, I can't do immortality <laughs> only because, yeah. like, you have to outlive seeing all of your family die. Ooh. Then, not yeah. to mention. Well, all right, that's that's a val- <laughs> I, 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 that's a valid point because I don't want to be the guy that's about what I stay at this. So I can still stay at the age I want to, though. You don't have to be at a certain age. I can stay at the age I want and still be young. At the same time, I see my mom. That's <laughs> yeah, <it was> <laughs> you yeah. see that. Not to mention, <clears throat> Earth's gonna blow up someday, so it's like. <laughs> Yeah. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna just be stuck here well, on the planet. Yeah, you can go to Mars and not die. I mean, right? I mean, yeah, but like, no, the life is gonna be left. It's just gonna be you. But nah, nah that's the thing, and you'll be the one I'll be living. Well, I guess I'm saying for a period of time. Okay. Well, let's put it in that regard: a period of okay. time, not in time. I mean, because a lot of people think immortality is like, no, you can live like you know. Say, Everything would, you can do, you die kind of situation. Life, that's what I would be a fan of. Like, if they were like, okay, we can comfortably give you another 50 years to live, you know, whilst relatively being in your youth, maybe even 100, I would probably be cool with that. But, like, immortality, <laughs> nah, bro. I'm uh, not man. meant to be here well, forever. And, and then, of course, they say, like, don't alter the past. You never want to alter, alter the past. So I don't even know if I'd want to. But then, of course, with superpowers, you're always alternating the past, regardless of what. Uh, um, superpower you have so that i mean yeah but i mean i guess with immortality it's more of a um this it, it goes along more with, the, with changing the future changing the past i guess i should have said future but same difference really because <laughs> you're changing everything <laughs> no really exactly everything so never alter the past never alter the future um so if you're living out your life that's definitely a major stretch for yeah. changing the future <clears throat> 
Yeah, listen, man. I mean, it can, we had, there's a lot of ones, and we can go either way. I mean, there's a lot of fun topics, and, man, I wish we had a nice 15, 20-minute conversation to keep going with this, right, man? But we're going to wrap the episode up, man, and listen, we had a good time. We're about 43 minutes here, guys. That's perfect where we want to be at. And listen, I mean, we had a great show. We had a lot of fun topics, and, man, okay, we're going to post this as usual on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other platforms that you guys want to look up at that usually you find your podcast at, please pay attention. As I said, we'll get more views, more viewership. And again, we will get other guests here from Avila. And hey, we will get some other big time guests in the future for soon. So I know people want to ask about what's other people we want to get on. Don't worry, we will find those people as we go on. But for this episode, man, for episode six, this is Max. This is Ayers. This is James. So long.